This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. I started, like, kind of working out. I got some, like, workout stuff. And I, so I started kind of for real on, like, Saturday. But really yesterday, or on Monday, because I was trying to figure out, like, what I wanted to do for, like, a schedule. And so yesterday I did, uh, like, day two is biceps, triceps for the first time in eight years. How you feeling? And, well, it's, it was, like, resistance band stuff, so I could do it in my home. It's kind of low impact. So I was like, oh, I'm squeezing a few more reps here and there. And it's, like, it's kind of easy. Maybe throw a little extra weight on there. And then today I couldn't lift my arms. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna be even worse. Really? Yeah, day two is the worst, man. Hmm. As well, somebody who one... goes on and off working out every like w- like one week, especially right now, like I'll work out for four days and then I won't work out for a week and then I'll work out for four days. Day two is the worst. Uh, day one was like chest, or was like abs, chest. I think that was pretty tough. Because doing, like, multiple reps of push-ups and, like, banded push-ups, too, I was like, boy, I don't know if I've done anything like well, this you're, in like, really start to years. lose it on that last push-up? Like, it wasn't – so it wasn't the last one. It's the second last one. The last one I can, like, psych myself into it being, like, right. you just got to do 10 more, and you're not a big giant baby, so why don't you just do 10 more? Like, I can just be mean enough to myself yeah, that I can, like, sure. make it happen. I can force it out of myself. Right. All right, well, we got a pretty cool show for you here today. We're going to do kind of an NFL season preview or NFL playoff preview and review of the NFL season. Uh, We're going to kind of talk about the over-unders we had preseason, how we did there, some things we got right, some things we got wrong, and then we're going to talk NFL playoffs. We are there. We made it through the COVID season of the NFL, which blows my mind because I don't think either of us thought there was a chance. I'm pretty sure Uh, we both said three weeks. Yeah, and I think we both gave it less than a 10% chance to, to complete, less than a 25% chance to even start the season. So although it was, it seemed like hell for the NFL to get through the season, they did it. So that's it something. It feels like basketball is about to experience that, and then somehow it's like going to be even worse for basketball, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, they've done. it's been good so far. We've had one game canceled that was on opening night, but it's been okay so far. With the NBA. All right, I'm going to ask you this first. Sure. On our preseason over-unders, 32 mm-hmm. teams, obviously. What do you think your final record was? 32 teams. I'm going to say I went uh, – I'm trying to I'm trying to do this math in my head. Uh, 18 and 14. Okay, and what do you think my final record was? 14 and 18. Yeah, well, you suck. You went oh. 19 and 13. So you were close on yours. But your boy went 20 and 12. Wow. Uh, How it kind of breaks down here, I've already talked to you about it. But for the people listening, in the NFC, I went 11 and 5. You went 7 and 9. But then all of a sudden, you turned it around big time in the AFC. You go 12 and 4, and I went 9 and 7. So I I feel pretty good about that. If we were betting money, we would have came out pretty well ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Big, big division misses for you. Uh, the NFC East, you were 0-4. And the Which NFC I'm fine West, with. I am fine with getting... Yeah, that division was three cars running into each other and then a train hitting all three of those cars. So when it comes down to it, if I'm going to get a division wrong, I'd rather get wrong the worst one of the worst divisions in the history of the game. Uh, now, the NFC West is kind of your little secondary division. How do you feel about going 1-3 there? 
I need to remember what's in the NFC West first. Niners, Rams, like Seahawks the cards. Niners. Say it again. Niners, Rams, Seahawks cards. You got only the uh, Seahawks, right? Well, so we didn't really get the chance to talk about this much, but on the back like five, six weeks of the season, I was kind of not talking about the Cardinals a lot on purpose. We never, we kind of stopped doing some of the. Uh, lines pods that we are doing a little bit and so i never got to talk about how i was very staying very far away from the cardinals in any gambling situation over the last four or five weeks of the year because the wheels kind of came off a little bit uh kyler was pretty banged up i think and yeah i, I feel bad about it but the 49ers also had like an apocalypse happen to their defense yeah i mean so. it was brutal and then you went in the afc three and one in the east four and oh in the north two and two in the south and three and one in the west my best division, actually, even though I stunk in the AFC, was the AFC East, where I went 4-0, got them all right. Then I had 3-3-1s in the NFC. The team, I think, re-listening to our over-under podcast, which I did today to get this info, the team I'm, I'm surprised that we both doubted and just didn't give them any credit was the Titans. I think I mean, they I... got eight, eight and a half, and we, we weren't even close to going over. Yeah. I get why. I still feel very similarly. They're, they might just kind of, in a lot of ways, be a regular season team, and they might be like the ultimate COVID season team because Derrick Henry runs over your third and fourth string corner like they're not even there. And in COVID season, I think that that's a little extra bonus uh, when you're playing a lot of third and fourth string corners and linebackers and uh, defensive ends and all that stuff. So I don't feel too bad about missing that. They're, they're playing... They're playing Sunday, jeez, uh, and we're gonna talk about that game. But I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going against them. I I just don't think that they're that good. That defense is terrible. The defense is so bad. But you have the ultimate. Uh, it's the opposite of the normal saying. For the Titans, a good defense is a great offense, and what sure. they have is the ultimate version of that with Derrick Henry, who can just say. Ah, we're gonna have the ball for seven minutes. Right. I decided. Like we're seven minutes, it's us with the ball. Dude was a hundred yards away from break, breaking the single season all time rushing record. Is he first of all, is he the quietest two thousand yard rusher ever? Absolutely. Absolutely is the quietest two thousand yard rusher ever. I mean, uh, you and I were staying away from fantasy too. We were yeah. not believers. And I would say that that's probably our biggest miss was thinking that Derrick Henry was kind of just a second half second second half of the season running back and I think that he had been that kind of up until this year where he, he really proved that he is somehow the Titans have had both Eddie George and Derrick Henry yeah Derrick Henry is gonna end up I mean if he can stay healthy like he's just too good not to end up as one of the like top 20 running backs to ever live I really believe that he's uh alien he is like he is an alien yeah the it's like the LeBron body thing where you're just bigger, faster, stronger, and it doesn't matter if you're – you're the world-class of the world-class athletes. Yep. Um, all right. Let's go into some stuff we got right and wrong. I'm going to start with something I got wrong. Uh, and I was back and forth on it to start the season, uh, but I considered it something I got wrong because I think I settled on that they were going to be bad, and that is the Cleveland Browns. Sure. Uh, preseason, I was on board with the Browns, but then after week one, I immediately flipped. I was like, uh-uh, no way, this team stinks. Uh, bought him pretty quickly, but I wasn't even close on that. I think the Browns are awesome. Uh, I I would love, not that I think they will, but I would absolutely love to see that team make a deep playoff run. I think it would be so, so much fun. 
Uh, but I couldn't have been more wrong on it. That team impressed me about as much as any team in the league this year. As a long-time forever Baker Mayfield believer, uh, I was I was in the whole time. But I actually think what made them great wasn't Baker Mayfield. I actually think Baker Mayfield was kind of like a uh, – what do they call them? Field generals? What's the term? You got it. Team yeah, manager. Like a field, yeah, game manager. That's what I was looking for. He's kind of a game, game manager, manager plus right now. He's better than your average game manager, but he's not like Aaron Rodgers. He's not, you know, he's not slicing and dicing defenses. He's just a really good quarterback. You know, he's solid. He does a lot of things well. He doesn't have a ton of weaknesses. Uh, and the run game was excellent, and the defense was really good, and the coaching was better than terrible, which I think was probably all that it was going to take. Well, and on top of that, they were amazing at bouncing back. I mean, there was a yeah. couple times this year where the Browns sure. just got their asses kicked. Uh, just completely got their asses kicked, and it seemed like they always came back the next week and put it up. I mean, week one they lose thirty-eight to six to the Ravens, come back and win thirty-four to twenty the next week, um, allow forty-seven points uh, to the Ravens, and of course they came back and lost to the Jets. But the defense, like, at least got their act together. It was the offense that following week that couldn't get anything going. They lose sixteen to six to the Raiders, come back and beat the Eagles. Um, so it was a team that really knew how to bounce back, kept their cool, which I think with franchises like the Browns or like the Lions, the second you start those losing ways, I think it's hard to get out of it because there's so much just expectation of suffering and loss. And yeah. this team did not – they did not hold themselves to the Browns' standard. They held themselves to the standard of a good NFL team. So didn't, have, cool. didn't have Odell for a lot this year either. Better without Odell. Matters. Yeah, we'll have to see what that looks Especially like next Baker. year. I don't think he'll be there. Uh, all right, give me something you got wrong. Uh, I was wrong about the Bears. Uh, I know we got them right, right, because we picked the under. But when we were picking the under, it was because we I thought they were going to win four games. Uh, I thought they were going to be the last place team in the division. Uh, I thought that they were going to be competing to draft Justin Fields. And they were okay, I guess. Which is they were they were what a good defense gets you, and that's at least competitive, right? And there yeah. was as as it's been the last two or three years, there was weeks with the Bears where you're like, "Is Mitch good?" I've got my eye, no, I've got okay. my eye on a nice piece of property over on uh, Mitch Trubisky Island. If you buy back into Mitch Trubisky <laughs> Island, dude, I swear you can't do it. You can't. Well, the prices have gone up just a touch, and, you know. It's a bad investment. Maybe. Uh, all right, something I got right. Did you know – oh, man, I actually – I don't want to – I'm going to look this set up while I'm saying it. Did you see the Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson? It's like a win rate thing. Mitch Trubisky has like a higher win percentage as a starter than Deshaun Watson does or something like that. So maybe the Bears were right the whole time. Stop talking. We're moving on. Don't even look it up. I don't care. Uh, something I, I got right. Something I got right. The Miami Dolphins, I think you got this right, too. The Miami Dolphins would compete for a playoff spot. Pretty much, which is crazy because there was an extra playoff team this year. But pretty much every other year, they make the playoffs. Uh, the AFC was just so unbelievably crazy good this year um, that they didn't, even with 10 wins. It's actually funny. On, your, uh, on the pick show, you say in the very beginning of the AFC, you go, I did it, and I have like 10 teams with the over." And I just don't think I could do that. You could, definitely, because they were just that guy. I mean, typically, it's like 
this was the reverse of what we normally see. Normally, over the last decade, the NFC has been better. Uh, where this year, the AFC was miles ahead. Yeah. Uh, and I think they have, like, the best two, maybe even three teams in football in the AFC this year, uh, in the Chiefs, Ravens, and Bills. Um, not counting the Steelers anymore. Sorry, guys. Uh, so They're Miami, Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. But Miami competed for the playoffs. They're making it next year. Stop hating on Tua, man. He never knew what was going to happen. Him getting switched in and out with Fitz. He had a bad last game of the season. The guy's going to be fine. Calm down. So you're still – I was I was going to ask you this. You're still totally fine with what you're seeing from Tua? 100%. If we could go back to last year and I was the Lions, I would have drafted him. So. I'm a little nervous. Not a lot. But if I get a good offer on my 20 acres or whatever, I – I'd take a look around. I'd really see what we're working with. He just didn't look at all like the same player. And Dolphins fans believe that that was the offensive coordinator's fault. And we'll see because they quit or whatever. I also believe that. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see what year two looks like if they can get a good receiver, uh, like an elite, elite receiver. We'll see. Uh, but I wasn't as impressed by Tua as I thought I was going to be. Who would have thought that of all the teams in the NFL this year to run two quarterbacks, it's not the Saints, it's not the Eagles, it was the fucking Miami Dolphins. Very yeah, strange. I, I mean, we knew like Fitz was going to start the season and then Tua was going to get in, but I didn't think we ever saw this flop back and forth thing. That should have never happened, by the way. I kind of don't mind it. I thought it was interesting. It's interesting if you're deciding between Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. It's not interesting when the fifth overall pick in the draft is the guy who you're yanking out of the game every 10 seconds. Then it's just bad coaching. So it seemed like they were trying to kind of play both sides. They were talking out of both sides of their mouth where they were trying to do player development, but I think they also knew they had a chance to make the playoffs and they wanted to win. And I kind of respect the attempt at the ballet of doing both of those things at the same time. Uh, trying to win while also develop Tua and keep him in situations that were good for his development, but bringing in Fitz to like close out certain games, it's kind of kind of a kind of a crazy thing to do. I know you don't like it because you want Tua to get those reps, but uh, as should the Miami Dolphins. Uh, hey, I just want to say a little side note: Bradley Beal has fifty-seven points through three quarters right now. How many assists does Russ have? Four. Let's take a look. I'm going to say five. 11. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of joking. <laughs> uh, all right. Something you got right. Uh, the Steelers. I was very right about the Steelers. Uh, I wasn't as emphatic as I could have been, uh, but I believe that the Steelers were going to be really good this year, and they were. Something I got wrong. The Steelers. Uh, I was down on the – I mean, I was calling them, I think, a five-win team Yeah. Uh, preseason. <laughs> Uh, your your logic was right. They had a horrible quarterback play last year. Everything else was pretty good. It's still the fucking Steelers. They just know how to win. And they got Ben back, who, you know, obviously isn't the same guy he used to be, but he still he knows how to play the position. He knows how to win games. He wasn't good, especially in the back six weeks of the season. He was really bad. But he knows he knows he gets he's like Jack Morris, right? Jack Morris, you know, the best pitcher of a decade, uh, but a mid threes ERA held him out of the Hall of Fame and but the thing was, the guy won. He always won. It was, you know, it might have been four to three or six to five, but he won ball games. Um, let's see. I yeah, like Steelers. that. I like that Steelers a lot. Yeah, nice little analogy there, right? Uh -huh. All right. Uh, what'd you get wrong? 
uh, me and almost everybody else except for you, kind of, and PFT got the Washington football team wrong. I got it wrong on the pick show, which really makes me mad. Oh, that sucks. Like, we were there, though. And a half. Yeah, I was all I was there. Um, I'm excited to see them in the playoffs. I am. I would be if like their quarterback situation was different. It's either going to be Alex Smith making me feel bad or Tyler Heineke making me feel bad. Five and one with Alex Smith. Five and one. Yeah, I'll be curious to see if he's healthy enough to go, and, and I'll get, definitely watch that game. And they get the Buccaneers, who have been the most inconsistent good team in the league. They've pounded the bad teams, though. Washington's playoff team, I'm not calling them a bad team. Especially the second half of the season, they've been they've been good. They've been, I think that they're an okay to good team. Uh, and congratulations to them for being that. Ron Rivera had a great year coaching. Uh it's 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 interesting that the Washington Football Club is is good. It's interesting that their defense is almost great. Uh, I'll be very curious to see what their offseason looks like if they're in contention for like a Matt Stafford or a Ryan Tannehill or something. Because I think that if you just add that, you keep building on that defense. You know, you've got a great running back in Gibson, and you've got a, like a legit number one wideout in McLaurin. They're they're only a few pieces away. I really feel like, and one yeah, of those pieces oh, is quarterback. Sure. I, I mean, I mean, obviously, a ton of things are going to change. But as of right now, they're the favorite to win the division again next year. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what the Cowboys look like. Uh, that was, I guess, something I was also wrong on. Since they I was wrong on the whole NFC. Yeah, actually, my I have in my right column. Not that it was cool that I got this right. Just how much you got it wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, you had Dallas over nine and a half wins. Yeah, for sure. And I still think my logic is sound for that. I yeah. just it, they had a they just had one of those years, man. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'm gonna go to my last right. Josh Allen, MVP candidate. Okay. I think that was he an MVP candidate at the end of the year? For sure. He's like almost he? forty touchdowns, almost five thousand yards. He's got the second best team in football, maybe like. For sure, an MVP candidate. There's three guys. It's him, it's Rodgers, and it's Patty Mahomes. That's the list. Aaron Donald. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry should be in the conversation, but he's not for some reason. I think Josh he's Allen is the like... Same, he's having the same season Adrian Peterson had in 2012, I think, minus 90 yards. Josh Allen is for sure an MVP candidate. We're going to get into this more with the picks, but I'm intrigued by their matchup in the first round. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, uh, give me one more for what you got right. Uh, I was kind of right about the Buccaneers, and then I said like you got to wait till week six, and you can't make any judgments until week six. And I think I still took the over, and I feel like that was the correct analysis of that team. You did. There's take no the way over. I didn't take the over. You took the, the over. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. For sure. I mean, I was hoping you were going to come with a little bit more heat than that. Maybe a bold take you got right, but that's cool. Tell me a bold take I got right. I don't really remember, oh, to be honest. Um, I didn't have the I chance guess I can to listen to the pods. That's the under on game. the Niners. Uh, oh, yeah. One. Hell yeah, dude. Super Bowl hangover, and we I'm taking it again that. next year. Um, uh, that's just a, that's actually not really like a, a, a gamble. That's more of a law of nature, I think, at this point. That whoever loses in the Super Bowl this year is going to be really bad next year. The over on the Raiders. Oh hell yeah! yeah I kind of believe in I think John Gruden. I think. Half too. 
Yeah, I still have difficulty with that. Um, all right, so now you know we kind of suck and we're kind of awesome. That I think we did really well. We did. We did awesome this season. I mean, we were on for a lot of stuff. Uh, it was even better. I mean, we did really good on the NBA over-unders that we just did one time when we were living together in our apartment. Uh, we did really good on those, and we destroyed those ranks. Like, we were over 500 on that, and we demolished that. So. I have uh, one more thing we got wrong. The Detroit Lions. Oh, yes. Let's, uh... <laughs> and, and I will every year. So You know what really sucks is that on tape is me going, yeah, I think giving Patricia a third year, I think that was a good idea. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, you said that a lot. I've, I know. <laughs> I think they go through coaches too fast sometimes like in the, the NFL the and in the NBA. only time I've ever frankly. seen you be an optimist on sports. Yeah, it's the Lions, it's... really. The only time you're an optimist with sports is the Lions, which is the wrong idea. See, me, I'm an optimist <laughs> all the time. I'm always saying everybody's great. You're always like, hey, let's wait and see, except for the Lions. You're like right I, st- I, I don't think it was a talent thing. I don't know how to explain what happened this year, but they it's had enough talent. a talent thing, too. No, they did not. On defense, on. it was a talent thing, but like, yeah, I, yeah was fine. But I mean, if the defense team. is average, it's like a reverse. It's like a reverse Steelers kind of, where now all of a sudden you have this insane offense. You just need your defense to show up for like five goddamn minutes in the game. They were a forty-five minute football team. They were really good for forty-five minutes, and they just couldn't get there. They just couldn't cross the line. They were a three-quarter football team. So I have a uh, fun idea um, for the Lions. I guess we'll just talk about it now. For next season. Yeah, banquet. But then after the banquet, uh, instead of giving Kenny $18 million a year, go sign Corey Davis for 10 Yeah, so that's interesting. I think they might end up franchise tagging Kenny. Which that's is going to be like 16 I mean, I guess it's fine for a year because really you have – I mean, you're going to sneak out of this year and go into next year with Stafford as your quarterback, it sounds like. Um, yeah. But are you going to be able to do that again after next year? Who knows? Uh, and they're not winning next year. The schedule is brutal. They don't have enough time or cap space or draft picks to get this team right. Um, but just a fun little idea. I have. All right, let's do a little playoff preview. Unless you have anything else to say. No. Uh, nah. All right, cool. <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. Well, we're there. We're there. It's playoff time. Uh, it fe- the NFL season always feels like it just flew by. Like it just, yeah. It feels like it should be like week six. Right it's now. like a roller coaster. You're like, wow, that was that would feel like I was up at the top forever. And then you get to the bottom, and you're like, what happened? Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. Except for the Lions. For the Lions, by like week nine, you're like, okay, are we? How are we not done with this season? The rest of the league, <laughs> I'm always week seventeen for real. Um, but we're here, and the first game I want to talk about because it's the first game that happens Saturday at one o five. The Colts travel to Buffalo to take on the 13-3 MVP candidate Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills. Um, you start on this one. Thoughts? Uh, I don't – I like the Colts. I think they're a good football team. In a year where there aren't a lot of teams that are good on both sides of the ball – uh, who do a lot of things well. Most of these teams have huge, massive flaws. It's been a really flawed year outside of the Chiefs. I don't really feel like there are a lot of well-rounded football teams. Uh, but the thing about the Colts is that they're kind of, they don't really kill it anywhere. Jonathan Taylor might be awesome next year, but it took a long time to get going. 
Uh, he took about eight, nine weeks until he was like really carrying the ball yeah. every down. But then he, he was, was one of the best backs in football for the rest of the year. Absolutely. For the back three weeks especially, he was he was awesome, uh, which you were right about. Uh, and I also was right about when I said you're going to have to give every rookie skill position player eight weeks to learn how to play NFL football. So, uh, Except for Justin Jefferson. He can just do whatever he wants. Yeah, he's they somehow traded Stephon Diggs to draft Stephon Diggs, which yes, that's is really exactly wild. What they did. That's crazy. Uh, the Bills are probably the second or third most talented talented team in football right now. But I don't think they're gonna go very far. And if they were playing somebody who I think was a worse matchup for them than the Colts, I would I would probably be picking against the Bills. So where I'm at is for the playoffs, like going as a whole, I'm shorting the Bills because I think that they're going to have to lose before they win. There's obviously, obviously, all of the pieces are in place for them to become like a multiple year. They are here. They have arrived. But most teams need to lose one time before they before they hit the jackpot. And I think that playoff football is going to be pretty different for this Bills organization. And I think that they're going to probably lose in the second round. I'll tell you that they're favored by six and a half points. And I am for sure on that Colts for that line. Uh, I'm taking the Bills to win, but I don't think they cover. I think it's going to be tight. And I think that uh, the pass rush of the Colts is going to have a pretty decent day against the Bills. Okay. I don't disagree with much of what you said. Um, so here's the, here's why the Colts are going to lose Philip Rivers. Yeah. It's tough, man. He's just, he just throws ducks. Um, and the whole back half of the season, the Colts were absolutely carried by Jonathan Taylor. So here's where I think it's really going to come down to. It's going to be Buffalo's 17th ranked run defense against Jonathan Taylor and the Colts 20th ranked pass defense against Josh Allen. I'm putting my money on Josh Allen. Uh, as I have all year, and by the way, it's worked out very well. Um, but Josh Allen greater than Philip Rivers uh, every day of the week, obviously. Um, my dream in this playoff setting is to see Patty Mahomes versus Josh Allen AFC title game. That is the most fun possible outcome anywhere in the playoffs, I think. The most fun possible game in the entire playoffs that could happen. It's going to be Patty Mahomes versus Josh Allen. I think that if that happens, the Chiefs will pound them into the ground. Why do you continue? I don't understand. What is your reasoning for continuing well, I, I, to underrate a 13-3 and three team all year? <laughs> well, all that's year. a good question. At this point, I'm kind of stuck in my ways. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just think that they're a young football team. I think they're an uber-talented team, but I think that they're Chiefs a young last year. Kind of. I think that that's yeah, a little different. I mean, Sure, but Andy Reid's been a coach for 15 years. Travis Kelsey is a veteran. Tyreek Hill, a lot of those defenders. They've got pieces around them that were... And Patty Mahomes also is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. So that's a little different, I think, too. Like, Josh Allen is probably... Is he a Pro Bowl quarterback this year? I'm guessing he's a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. And he will be in the future. And he might end up being a Hall of Famer. But that's different than being the greatest quarterback of all time. And the Chiefs, to me, are the only team that I've seen this year where I just don't see any huge flaws. Outside of the fact that every once in a while they would kind of take a half a game off. Which I don't blame them for. It's a long season. It's not that I don't think the Bills are good. It's just that I'm a believer of young teams lose one time. Yeah, I'm all on board with that in the NBA. But I think uh, in the NFL, when there's 22 starters and 50-plus guys on the roster, 
that your vets are going to show up and show up and get you where you need to be mentally for a playoff game. Um, and so, I also know Stefan Diggs has been in this situation and came up clutch in the playoffs. True. One of the most memorable playoff plays of all time. Um, you know, winning it at the buzzer on a 50-plus yard touchdown. Um, and I just believe in Josh Allen and pressure moments. I know, honestly, there's not a whole lot to back that up. In fact, the first seven or eight games against really good teams in his career or important games, he did not show up. But this year's Josh Allen is different. He's one of the best players in football. Give me the Bills. Give me the Bills with the spread, too. I'll take minus six and a half. Give me that. Uh, I just don't think the Colts are a real threat to this team. Um, I, think, I think that the Colts are a good team. And I think they're good. I think the Bills are great. I think the Bills are almost great. All right, next game. Okay. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks at 440 on Saturday. Um, I Dude, all right, so this is something this is I, tough one. I have to admit. Now I got wrong because when I make my pick, I had the Rams like week four as Super Bowl contenders. I think um, I did in the preseason. Yeah, yes, you did. Um, and it was pretty much Aaron Donald. And Aaron Donald is the only hope they have of winning this game. And it's a real hope because Seattle's offensive line sucks. And Russ doesn't move how he used to, but he can still move. But Aaron Donald can move with the best of them, uh, no, regardless of size. Uh, so I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, I'm going to trust Russ, even though the second half of the season has been what we've seen from Russ over the last two or three years. It's the Drew Brees disease of I forget how to play football in the second half of the season. Um, but Russ has something to prove for the first time in a while, I think, and he needs to win a playoff game. Absolutely needs to. After all the hype at the start of the year or even preseason with all the talk, how he's never received an MVP vote. And then he came out this year and put him in, himself in position to win the MVP and then just fell off. So I think Russ is going to come out with a chip on his shoulder for the first time in a while, which I think is what made him a great quarterback the chip that he came into the league with of being undersized, of being drafted in the third round, of having to beat Matt Flynn out for the starting job. And I think he's going to show up and show out. Um, I think it'll be close. Spreads three and a half. I don't think I'd feel comfortable betting that either way. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll take Seattle by like a – probably by like a field goal. So would it surprise you to know that the Seahawks are 7-1 and one in the last eight weeks of the season? Yes. I mean, I, I would have guessed like 6-2, and two, but that's – just because they're a damn there's, big team. I mean, there's the kind of this glut in the middle of this season. They start out 5-0. and oh. Yeah, I can't count. And then they lose in overtime to Arizona. Uh, they beat the Niners. They lose to Buffalo in a shootout. They lose to the Rams in a really tight game. And uh, then they beat Arizona the week after that. So they have kind of this run in the middle where they lose three of four and they drop a stinker to the Giants. But they haven't been as bad in the back half. Uh, you know, they've got what now we see are some good wins. You know, they beat the Washington football team. They beat the Rams in week 16. Uh, the Rams have kind of an iffy situation at quarterback. Goff is bad and then also is injured which is a problem. Uh, Zoloft, or whoever their backup QB is, is kind of fun. He scampers, right? He scampers <laughs> around and he does some things, but I don't think that's going to be enough to win a playoff game. Uh, so you're right. What it comes down to is, do you want Aaron Donald or do you want Russell Wilson? And I kind of feel like the let Russell cook story, What's what narrative has been blown 
into the sky with overuse. Uh, especially because, like, once they started losing games, it wasn't let Russ cook anymore and really hasn't been for the last, like, five, six weeks of the year. But uh, I- I'm going to kind of trust the Seahawks a little, little bit more here. They've been here before. And if, if the Rams were fully healthy, if it wasn't, like, a COVID season and we had full-strength Jared Goff, I think I would like the Rams more. Uh, oh, Cooper Cup also may or may not play. Yeah, I think his 14 days will be up, but he does have to test negative. So especially if they don't have Cooper Cup. So I'm taking the Seahawks by by a dog's tail. Yeah, same. Uh, It's close, though. All right, moving on. Maybe, again, we already kind of touched on this one, uh, but maybe the one I'm the most excited for in the first round, believe it or not, and that is Saturday night, 8-15, Buccaneers travel to Washington. Travel there because the – the Washington Football Club is hosting a playoff game after a seven and nine season uh, to take them on um, five and one with Alex Smith. How do you think this game goes? Uh, I think the Buccaneers are going to probably bury him. Bad, uh, bad. No, but like eight point spread. Give me a bet. Uh, I still I like the Bucks more than eight and a half or what is it eight eight and a half something like that. Eight eight on the dot. Then. Definitely the Buccaneers. I think two touchdowns. Uh, I definitely like. I really like what the Washington Football Club have done this year. They've overachieved in a way that I don't think anybody who wasn't kind of joking uh, thought that they would, and they deserve credit for that. But now you got to play Tom Brady, which is an unfortunate thing to happen to you, but also kind of maybe justice for going seven and nine and getting a home game. So. I think that you call it a good year if you're the Washington Football Club and you move on. Uh, I'll tell you what. Maybe the most interesting storyline from this game could be what if Tom Brady loses to the team that snuck into the playoffs last year, the Titans, and then follows that up by losing to the team that snuck into the playoffs this year in Washington. Um, But also, I don't want to jump ship on Tom Brady like so many people have. I'm not 4,600 yards, yeah. 40 touchdowns this year. Get a passer rating over 100. Like, the dude is still awesome. He's still awesome. However, I do think this is going to be like a three-point game. It's going to be like 17-14 at half with Washington in the lead, and then Tom Brady's just going to figure it out. It'll be like 24-21 or 28-24, I think. But it's going to be close. This Washington team is going to come in amped up. Alex Smith is going to control time of possession as much as he can. It's going to be time of possession controller versus time of possession controller. Um, oh, I disagree. I really think we're going to see quality Alex Smith here. Um, and I think it's going to be a close game, but I got the Bucks. But I don't got him by eight or more. I, I think it's going to – the Bucks are going to try and turn this into a shootout. Uh, that's what they do. You know, Bruce Arians, they're throwing the ball along. Now, finally, you're kind of seeing some of the old-school Brady stuff, some motion at the line, right? Something that I don't think Bruce Arians was doing a whole lot. He definitely wasn't doing it with Jameis. But the thing that like Tom Brady has done all throughout his career is run play action and move guys around the line, try to identify the matchups. And I, I think finally over the last couple of weeks, he's kind of now locked in to Godwin and Evans and little Scotty Miller. And, you know, Gronk's looked better in the back half of the season, and especially in the last four weeks, he was looking really solid. So... Uh, as long as the defense for the Buccaneers uh, uh, doesn't doesn't drop one in the toilet, I think that this is going to be a pretty good win for the Bucs. If Washington was to win, who's your X factor? Uh, Antonio Gibson, maybe. 
I mean, I guess the all. Yeah, I guess that's the alternative is Chase Young has three sacks, a forced fumble, and uh, has sex with Tom Brady's wife. I, I mean, Chase Young's got game. I wouldn't doubt it. Absolutely. You know, that dude could definitely. Oh, that kind of game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it's Chase Young. And then the Buccaneers, as any team with him on it, the X Factor will always be Tom Brady, especially at this age. Um, even though he was awesome this year, there was a couple stinker games. He's 43 years old. If he comes out and has one of those, and Washington's getting pressure on him, that could be the difference. I'm just not counting Washington out is my main thing here. I haven't done it all year. I'm not going to start now. How many on, on our 10-pick show we did, how many out of our five games we would pick every week? I probably picked Washington in seven of those weeks. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. I was like, picked them quite a bit. A little bit over 500 on the picks, but never mind that. Um, so don't count out Washington. Moving on to Sunday. Uh, this is actually going well, by the way. I think we're going to have time to talk some Pistons rookies at the end of this in case. That'd be fun. Um, moving on to Sunday, the 105 game. Uh, another one that's just going to be so much fun. I mean, Sunday, I, I'm only going to be away from my TV from 4 till 7. Uh, but the 1 o'clock game, Ravens v. Titans, traveling to Tennessee. Uh, the Ravens, like a super weird middle portion of the season. They just couldn't get it rolling. And then as soon as they were looking up at a playoff spot, they turned it on and looked like the team from last year. Now, the question is, will they be the team from last year that stunk it up in the playoffs? Um, or are they going to get a little revenge and beat the Titans here? Uh, I'm going to read you the point totals for their last five weeks. They scored 34, 47, 40, 27, 38. And not all of those are against good teams. But I think that they're going to kind of – in soccer, it's more about like how in form is a player, not how much better than another player is he. The Ravens are going to come into the playoffs uh, off some hot wins – they're going to be the most informed team. Uh, I love the Ravens here. A little bit of Lamar chip on the shoulder. Uh, I don't, I'm not a big Titans believer still. I'm just not. Uh, I think that the Ravens defense will be more effective at slowing down Derrick Henry than, say, maybe the Lions defense was. And uh, I think that'll be that. I would like to counter your point totals with a point total of my own. Uh, the only bad one's going to be week 16. But their last. X number of weeks, 41, 14, 46, 31, 35, 45, 30. Right. It's going to be a shootout, I think, uh, which is crazy because I think preseason, if you would have said this was a playoff matchup, I mean, offense, sure, but I don't think shootout would have been what you were thinking. Um, but that's kind of where these teams are at. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans. Uh, I just – I think I need to see this Ravens team, like – win a huge game or win a playoff game before I buy all the way in. We know the Titans got like that DNA in them to just come in during the playoffs and do their thing. They did it last year, took out the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, I'm going to go the Titans. I think this is Derrick Henry all day. Uh, I'm saying 160 yards for Derrick Henry to just go with week 17 where he went absolutely bananas. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to say the Titans win this one. So 160 means that like the Titans just aren't even gonna try to pass. They're just they're 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 passing to set up the run is what you're telling me. Yeah, which is totally fine. Uh, but I mean, last week, let's see. The Titans are like Derrick the Henry 30th ranked defense in the NFL. Derrick Henry had 250 yards last week, and Tannehill still threw for 215. I mean, and he had 27 attempts. 
I love. I I think the Ravens might be the most underrated team in in the playoffs. I don't disagree with that. I just I just like this season. Derrick Henry. I was anti Derrick Henry going into this year. Yeah, me too. I am just so on board now. That guy is. The speed he runs at, at the size he's at, it's scary. It's scary watching him run into guys. I get uh, nervous for that. It's just, it has to be, did you, when you were playing pickup football, did you have a friend who would just like, who you would play football with, who you'd be playing for about 15, 20 minutes, and then you'd just be like, all right, I don't want to play anymore. I'm tired of trying to tackle Connor. Did you have a friend like that? I know yes. I did. Yeah. That's what Derrick Henry I is, but <laughs> I'm going to tell this story. And I actually ran into this guy uh, not that long ago when I was still bartending. He uh, he used to get the kickoff and he'd yeah. go, Jerome Bettis. And he would just <laughs> run through all of us, just completely truck us all. And then we had another guy who would just like after the play, just walk up and like smack you in the head. And it was just always like, why, am I, why do I like these guys? Oh, because they grew up next door to me. So I have to because I'm nine. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Shout out to that guy. Shout out Jerome Bettis. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the bus. Um, All right. The most boring game of the first round. The one I don't care about. Uh, And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if either team won because it's the playoff Saints versus the Bears. Uh, Going to New Orleans. I'm obviously taking New Orleans. They're 10-point favorites. uh, But I I don't have full faith in New Orleans after what we've seen from them in the playoffs over the last half a decade. They've been a little skittish. Uh... Sure, especially in the playoffs. Absolutely. I don't. Do we know how healthy Drew Brees is? I know he's playing, but he hasn't looked. Can't good. be a hundred percent. Yeah, he broke he has, his entire body. Yeah, <laughs> he has thirty-seven broken ribs, and you know he's he, he's gotten four epidurals before every game. His body feels like Jello, and he's going out there and throwing the football. He was actually just cast as Cyborg in the next <laughs> Justice League movie. So, yikes. That's gonna. That's not gonna go over well. Uh, I I I don't care for the Bears. I just don't like them, man. I just don't like them. I don't, <laughs> I don't know like this game. I I just don't. I honestly think between Saturday and Sunday, this is gonna be my one like three hours where I can just be like, I'm not watching any football. Let me get on my PlayStation. I'll check the updates. But like six games in two days is a lot. I don't care how much of a football fan you think you are. I watch every game. But like six games in two days is a lot, so I'm gonna take this one off. I don't. I, I almost. Don't, I really don't believe anybody who's like, yeah, I watch every football game. Unless you're getting paid to watch football, that's don't do that. Why? Why would you do that? Yeah, and red zone doesn't count. You don't get to make uh, yeah. like like educated opinions on teams from watching only when they're in the red zone. That's just right. Like, that's, Absolutely. Um, I mean, like, think, I'm thinking about how much football I watched this year and how much I'm sure you watched this year. And it's, it's like, honestly, by week 15, 16, it's like kind of a grind. And we love football. Yes. I love watching football. I love smoking some weed and watching football. But by week 15, 16, it's like, it's just a lot. It's just tough to sit down for multiple hours and do that shit. So that, that wasn't really about anything. Go Saints. Go, go Saints. And go smoking weed and watching football. <laughs> um, uh, all right. And the final game of the first round. The Cleveland Brown man, this is going to be so awesome. Everybody hates each other in this so much. They're all going to kill each other. Mm-hmm. It's the Cleveland Browns traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, who have been booty in the overall <laughs> five weeks. Yeah. 
just bad. Give me Cleveland all day. Pittsburgh's favored by six. No way. Give me Cleveland straight up. Give me them on the money line. Um, Cleveland is going to win this game. They're going to run the ball everywhere. I know Steelers' defense is really good against the run. I don't care. Give me Cleveland. Uh, possible team of destiny. Uh, I don't. I think that your team of destiny argument is probably better for the Bills this year than the Browns. I, they're just that good, though. They can't be a team of destiny. Team of destiny's got to have a little Cinderella to them. I think that the Bills winning a championship would be a team of destiny. Uh, the thing about this game is that the whole Browns coaching staff has is not allowed at the game. So this one Don't is. I see the line is still up here. I'm pretty sure they're pulling the line. They're pulling this game off the board uh, in most places right now because of that. They're supposed to be missing, like, their top five coaches, right? Like, offense, defense, yeah. head coach. Yeah. Well, it's different than when it happened to the Lions. It's not happening three days before the game. Uh, they're still running through their normal weekly practices. You know those coaches are all Skyped in. And I'm sorry, this is not – this is in no way real or a real rumor – uh, but if I know anything about NFL football teams, is that they're going to cheat away so that those coaches have communication with players during the game. I, and think, with other coaches. I think the NFL did a pretty good job of spooking a lot of teams off of like being real obvious about that shit with like they did with the Raiders because they took a draft pick and yeah. they find them like $700,000. But they're going to be, they're going to have their headsets sitting out in the parking lot with their He's going to be up on like the <laughs> scaffolding up above the stadium with binoculars calling plays. So it's it's going to have a wingsuit just going back and forth. <laughs> One of those, like, little water jet packs. Just, like. Give me a final score for this game. Oh, dude, I really don't know, man. This is going to be a weird game because the Steelers are the least informed team in the playoffs. Uh, but the Browns don't have any coaches. So I'm going to say it's going to be, like, 14-17. That would be so sad. I hope it's I know. I don't get why this is the 8-15 on Sunday I mean, game. It makes sense that they could just like go out there and kill each other and it'd be 17 and 14. I mean, this is this feels to me almost like Michigan, Ohio State, uh, 06, 1 2 game, like that type of feel. Just we're here, we're both here, I, and we hate each other. I think it could be that, but I think it's more likely to be more of a 2019 Michigan, Michigan State game where it's like, yeah, we don't like each other, but also we're not very good right now. So. <laughs> Uh, I think that you might get some of the intensity, but I don't know if you're going to quite see the skill. Uh, ben is like pretty much done at this point. Put a put a put a fork in him, and but we'll see. I think that the Browns are the more talented team, but I guess we'll find out how much coaching like really, really, really matters in a game like this. Yeah, it just sucks, man. It's a COVID casualty, and it's too bad. Um, all right, so we're gonna be. I mean, we're gonna be picking the playoff games every week. Yeah, uh, probably just on, you know, the normal Sunday show. But we'll be picking the playoff games every week. So give me – and this can change week by week. We're not flipping and flopping. We're just giving you our updated takes. Give me right now who your Super Bowl winner is going to be. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Okay. I mean, there's they're just too good. Do we do right. a non-Chiefs pick? Yeah. So The, the Packers. The, the Predictees Award for the best NFL team in the playoffs who aren't the Chiefs goes to? The Packers. Packers are uh, dude. Like every year, I don't. I like it. I like it this record. year. They're real close for me. Uh, mine's the Bills. Though. Aaron Rodgers is in full on talk about somebody who could be a cyborg. Uh, he's like, 
he he hadn't thrown in completion by the third quarter of their last game of the season. It was like twelve for twelve. <laughs> I just hate him. I just hate him so much. Except when he talks nice about Matthew Stafford. I like him when he does that. But other than that, sure. I uh, every NFL team knows the ball is going to Devontae Adams in the two-yard line, and yet nobody has figured out how to make it not happen yet. He just is – he's – I think he's, he's – it's been one of the best two or three years of his career. I mean, he has just been on nitro. It's awesome. I've I really enjoyed watching the Packers this year. Their defense is kind of average, but it's watching, – watching Aaron Rodgers, like, throw 30 yards in the field to frickin' Robert Tanyan is magical. What a pickup I made. Too bad my running backs and wide receivers couldn't get their shit together at the end of the year. Oh, is a, this the part in the episode where I'm allowed to say that I won our yeah. fantasy football league? Go ahead. Go <laughs> I ahead. won, and it wasn't even close. Hey, Runaway yeah, champion. Here's what I want to do. Whoever Kevin is, your friend Kevin, <laughs> you're an idiot. You d- Stop playing fantasy football. You're really bad Made the playoffs. It. He made the playoffs. He's the worst team in the league. No, he made the playoffs and won a game, I think. Bad. Bet right now. Bet right now. Who's uh, age squared? That's Harsha. Harsha did? No. Kevin's the one who made the trade with you? Kevin is the one who traded me Devontae Adams. What is his team name? Uh, Gesicki to my stomach. He didn't make the playoffs, but he somehow, with a worse record, finished above me in the standings. Um, Points. He did make the playoffs. No, he didn't, because I was third place in our division. It was me and Sam. Um... But anyways, you're a dumb dumb, big dumb dumb. Send this to your friend, dumb dumb. Okay, because uh, you won Parker the league. Uh, also, good waiver pickups by Parker in an overall good season. But the icing on the cake was your dumb trade. He beat me in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. That's now that's going back in the episode. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're still an idiot. I hope your friend doesn't hate me. I hate him, but I hope you don't actually hate me. <laughs> nah, Kevin's a good guy. Kevin's good. Guy. <laughs> Um, all right, let's thank talk you for your money, Kevin. Let's talk. Uh, we got 15 minutes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Pistons and their young guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's talk basketball. <laughs> done. I'm done with this. Yeah. All right. So we recorded a little bit early today, so we could hopefully catch the fourth quarter of the Pistons game. Um, but they're down 97 to 69 with five minutes left in the third. So oh no, not worry about that. Um, do we want to start sad or happy with the Pistons, well, young guys? Well, let's get Killian out of the way. Let's just get Killian out of the way. Can you start so I don't cry? So Killian tore the labrum in his hip, I believe, and that's not a good injury. It's an injury that a lot of basketball players have had and really struggled with over the course of their careers. It's, it's an injury, injury that is frequently – oh, really? It must not be as bad as what Tua had. I mean, I thought that Tua was, like, not going to play football again. That's how bad it was. Well, that's because everybody was scared because it's the injury Bo Jackson had. Uh, but they didn't realize that medicine is also advanced by 25 years. So Right. It's the injury Juwan Howard had, uh, I think, in the middle of his career. Uh, it's an injury that basketball players tend to aggravate. It's not It's not good, man. I. I it's. It's not. It's not good. Silver lining. He didn't okay. tear it enough to absolutely require surgery. Yeah. They are still making the decision. If he doesn't get surgery, it's a four to six week recovery timetable. But what that does is it ups the risk of re-injuring it in the future. So I think they're going to opt with surgery. I think his season's probably over. Um, now, another silver lining is that he's 19. Uh, I'm only a few years older than 19. And I already can tell the difference of how my body recovers on a day-to-day from them. 
So, like, if you're going to have a big major injury, at 19 is probably the best time to do it because uh, you're much, much more likely to recover. I didn't um, see the play that he got the injury on. Did it look bad in the moment? No. I mean, no. But hip injuries really don't. He just kind of had to go down to the ground and was holding his hip. It wasn't. It didn't look horrible. Um, I mean, hopefully they go and they get some more medical advice and the doctor says he barely tore it. Give him four to six weeks, he'll be fine. The re-injury risk isn't high. I um, honestly shut him down. I, it's, that's where that's what I think. What this season is nothing. Paige Cunningham. Um. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, I want to say one thing real quick while we're there on Cade Cunningham. I'm starting to see some Pistons blogs write some like is kill is Cade Cunningham not going to fit with Killian? Shut the shut, shut up. up. Shut, shut up. up. <laughs> one of them six eight. One of them shut six the five. Hell up. Let's start there, okay? You can play them both. <laughs> Uh, Cade Cunningham is good enough scoring on and off the ball where he can play off the ball. So far in the incredibly small sample size of Killian Hayes that so many Pistons fans have been losing their mind about, he can't really play off ball. He's fucking 19. Um, like, he'll be fine. The jump is – if he has the hole until next year, the main thing they're going to work on is his jump shot mechanics. He does this weird thing where he always, no matter what side of the court he's on, he has to turn his body towards the rim. Always. That's got to go. Um, but once he gets that out of the way, he's going to be able to play off ball. He's going to be really good on the catch and shoot. They can definitely play together. And there has been nothing we've seen from Killian yet, not his fault, that says you don't draft somebody like Kate Cunningham, who is damn near a shoe-in star uh, if you have yeah. the number one he's, he's You can lock it in right now with Kate Cunningham. I've been watching the tape, and he, he looks like Ben Simmons. I mean, it's but can shoot. Yes, exactly. And he can shoot. In every way, catch and shoot, yeah, off the dribble, step back, fade away. He can do it all. I mean, the dude is awesome, and he's six eight. Like he's not small. Yeah, shut. You know what? For that matter, shut Blake Griffin down too this year, and come out next year one hundred percent healthy. Contract year Blake, healthy Killian, Cade Cunningham, year whatever of Seku. That that's going to be a good team. Uh yes, and Seku. Shut, by up, the shut way, it down. You. Just forfeit, forfeit out. <laughs> I don't understand what they're doing with Seku. Let's move on to him. I don't understand. He has a season high of 18 minutes, um, There is, which there is no reason for. Like, he's been good enough on the court to get real bench minutes. Um, today he's at five minutes with three minutes left in the fourth, down 24. Don't get that. I mean, Blake should – I mean, Blake's at 26 minutes. Blake should be playing 26 minutes a game right now. They're, Blake, the team's worse with him on the court right now. Period. Point blank. They're worse with Blake on the court. Seku Point getting, Blake? The team, Seku should be getting 15-plus minutes a game every single night. Every single night. Um, and the fact that he's at five minutes right now, even if Casey's like, we're down by a million, I'm playing him the whole fourth quarter. I don't. That's not what you should be. That's not how this guy's going to grow, playing him against the Bucks' 15th guy. Um, Seku, he's been a beast on, on the glass. Uh, he's been really good on defense, and the shooting has been at least good enough. I'm not sure what his percentage is exactly, but I know it's not horrible. Shoot 43% from three. Um, like 86% from the free throw line. Like get him on the court. Let him play. Uh, but Dwayne Casey, for some reason, this is the one guy. I mean, Isaiah Stewart's getting more minutes. Sadiq Bay probably should be, but he's getting more minutes. Um, Sadiq Big Deke Bay, by the way, uh, as uh, somebody who I follow on Twitter came up That's with today. Good. Entire Pistons Nation has already adopted it. Um, I like that. Yeah, so uh, 
just get Seku minutes. Like, I, Dwayne Casey. So let me try. offer a potential reason as to why I feel like Seku isn't getting minutes. And it's kind of his position. And it's kind of like we just paid Jeremy Grant $20 million. And Josh Jackson has been like the third best player on the team so far this year he's probably been like more fourth or fifth but i, no, I think th- seku right. projects is like what like a three to a small ball four a f- a f- no i think he's a four who can play the three i think that's just a tough position to find minutes at right now i i, I think it's Doesn't just be- like the like this pistons team isn't good and yet somehow it's like kind of suspiciously deep uh they have like kind of this weird glut of forwards and I think it's just tough to see the court. And I actually think that like the way that this team is laid out is great for the development of these young guys. They're not going to get on the court until they're genuinely better. And there's like bosses along the way that they have to conquer to get on the court. You get better on the court. For sure. Practice is great. It is. Um, But you get better on the court. You get better by playing other teams, NBA players, not the guys you see every day. Like, Sadiq Bey has nine minutes today. He's been amazing. He's shooting over 40% from three. Wayne Ellington has 24. Tell me where that makes sense. Wayne, what? Yeah, Wayne Ellington has 24 minutes today, and he's played really well, but I don't care. I didn't even know he had Wayne Ellington. (laughs) He's, uh, like, it just doesn't make sense. Um, Isaiah Stewart is my favorite. He's awesome. I love him. (laughs) Uh, He put an accidental elbow into Giannis today in the first quarter, and Giannis looked like he had just been shot in the eyebrow. (laughs) It was, I mean, he, like, stumbled to the ground like a cartoon character. Uh, And not that I'm saying I love Isaiah Stewart because he puts elbows into guys, but it was was a strictly just playing harder than everybody on the court and you kind of got in my way type of elbow. Uh Uh, Isaiah Stewart's awesome. We both had a sneaking suspicion that if there was G League this year, he would have ended up or started the season in the G League. No, he is NBA ready. He's yeah, ready he's, to go. He's fine. I don't want to like, see Jalil Okafor on the court ever again. Four minutes tonight. Great. Four minutes that could have gone to Isaiah Stewart, though. Um, no, four minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, that's fine. Four to 13? Why not have 17 minutes for Isaiah Stewart? I, um, I, I get it. What do you gain? What do you gain by having Jalil Okafor out there for four minutes? You have a top five offense. That's Isaiah Stewart's in the top five in offensive rebounds of the season, playing like – Less than 20 minutes a game. He's the like offense is ben much Wallace better. Jr. Yeah, the offense is much better with Isaiah Stewart out there because of those offensive rebounds. The defense is better when he's out there. I mean, Jalil does some fancy little footwork things and it looks cool, but he's no Isaiah Stewart. Even now, I'd rather have Isaiah Stewart out on the court. Has Saban Lee seen the court yet? Uh, five minutes tonight. Got his first NBA point in the third quarter. Cool. Uh, uh, which I think we might see a little bit more of with Killian out probably for the year. Yeah. So if he has surgery, he's done for the year. He's not going to sneak back in in the last five games or something. I mean, it would be dumb for them to do that. He might be able to by then, but I doubt it. Um, You know what's really going to suck is Tyrese Halpert looks really good. That sucks. Yeah, well, I'm still not out on Killian. We watched him play six games. He's 19. He's coming from overseas. I know. I'm panicking pretty quick on Killian, earlier than I usually do on cards. Oh, yeah, you're the guy who yells at totally. me all the totally. time. Totally, absolutely. It takes three years for guards. Yep. Um, but the thing, like, so here's the main thing I'm seeing from Killian that when he changes it, two things that when he changes these two things, uh, and they kind of go hand in hand, he's going to take a big jump next year. One, he's playing European basketball. 
which he's the point guard, but he's still getting off the ball a lot and just kind of rotating and being where he needs to be, which is making him a lot less aggressive. He needs to stop both of those. He needs to start playing NBA basketball, which is like you're not going to have 13 and 5. You're going to have 22 and 7. Your stats are going to be up. It's I get team play is awesome, but like when you're as talented as a guy like Killian Hayes is, just put your head down and go get a bucket. Just do it. Keep the ball in your hands. You can dribble for 10 seconds of the shot clock. That's okay every once in a while. You're the point guard. Figure it out. Um, so once I think he gets those things, that's when I think we see, as, long with that, as well as that little hitch in his jump shot, that's when I think we see him next year take kind of a lead. Uh, I have a question. I have an answer. Is Dwayne Casey the right coach? No. No. Like, player development's cool, and I guess you look at Christian Wood and Josh Jackson so far this year, uh, it's hard to kind of, like, argue against his player development skills, but I just, I'm sick of these guys being held back from being able to just go get it um, because he's so stuck in, like, this very specific way of how to develop guys. I don't think he's the worst coach for the team by any means. Like, I, I think he's a Casey pretty good coach here, for this specific team. here, like, I'm fine, um, but I'm Definitely willing to go and try somebody else. What's his What's his name from the Nets who somehow doesn't have a job? Makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Who's the next co- Ned Nets coach before Steve Nash? I can't remember. Um, I've been looking uh, at spreadsheets all day. He looks like a day. mobster. Oh, are you talking Jacques Vaughn or are you talking Kenny Atkinson? Kenny Atkins is who okay, I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, that's that, the mobster. <laughs> yeah, that would be the guy who I think they could bring in to make an improvement, but – Dwayne Casey's a great, you know, he's got the track record as a developmental coach. And I I actually, I, I'm less angry about what's happening with Seku, I, I guess. And some of it is that I haven't seen, I don't think, as much Seku as you've seen this year. But some of the stuff I've seen hasn't been as good. He looks a little uncoordinated at times. He gets a little bull in the china shop. And, and I can see how there are, like, some negatives to his game. For sure. I, I see but that that's, a little. Those are the things. Those are the exact things that you fix by being in the game. Uh, you don't fix those in practice. Practices are toned down, and for a guy like Seku, probably considerably toned down. Uh, when he's on the court, and there's some time, especially around the rim, man, he's awesome. He's a powerful, He gets up there, and he, player. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I, just, I just need to see more of him. I get he just turned 20, and I get he's young, but that is the guy who is the start of this rebuild who – is going to be the most important part of the next two years of Pistons basketball uh, as far as if we're on the right track with the rebuild. Obviously, if you get Cade, that's a different story, and Killian's there. But Seku is the guy who is either going to end up here or here. There's He's not going to be a 9-3 and three guy. It's just not going to happen uh, in a couple years. Um, Even if we don't get Cade, I've been, uh, been kind of looking at some of the guys coming out this year. Ooh, daddy. Who's I mean, your number there two? Are, I, I, the guard from, I think he's from Gonzaga. Uh, oh, man. I I sent him to you Wild like a week whatever. ago. What? No, it's Not like Wild. Suggs. Is it Terrell Suggs? Uh, Is that his name? Uh, Jalen Suggs? Yeah, Jalen Suggs. Yeah. yeah, that's my number two. I think that guy looks like Steve Francis. I think he's a baller. I think he's awesome. Okay, I like him. I mean, I like Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, Evan Mobley, even even though I'm not drafting the center more than likely, and I still love Jalen Green. Uh, Jalen Green's going to slip because we're not going to get to see him play. Well, we're gonna, going to once this weird G League season starts, but right now we haven't seen him play yet. Jalen Green's a beast. 
an absolute beast. I have some Jalen Green concerns. What, that uh, he's a baller? I he there. I see a very wide because of the kind of player he is. He's a super athlete. I mean, he is he is uh, Bernie Sanders, the top one percent of the top two percent of the top four percent of Kobe athletes. Uh, I don't see Kobe Bryant. I definitely don't see Kobe Bryant. There's no way his jump shot's going to be that good. His jump shot right now is a real problem, and I know they can fix it. But when you watch it, he looks like he has a high school basketball player's jump shot. And I know that those are from high school, and we're not going to see a lot of Jalen Green this year. To me, he looks like he could be a Dunkatron 4000, which is an interesting player. But I don't know if I have him as like a top two or three guy in what's going to be an all-time great draft class with a lot of those guys that you mentioned, Mobley and um, what'd you say the guy? Who's the other guy you Jonathan said? Kaminga. Yeah, where is he? Is he also a Gonzaga? Uh, Man, no. this is we uh, shouldn't have gone into this because I don't have all my information. I know I'm not. We're not where we need to be. Uh, Kaminga's going to be in the G League too. Um, put a little we're not. Here, yeah, friend. we're not where we need to be. Uh, Kaminga G League, Suggs is Gonzaga, Mobley's USC. Obviously, Kate is uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Jalen Green is G League. Okay, here my top my top six guys right now. Or this is actually more than that. I got Cade and I got Suggs, uh, Mope, and then like a pretty big gap. Uh, Mobley, uh, Jalen Green at four, and then I have Kaminga at five. But I just haven't I haven't seen as much Kaminga yet. Yeah, uh, it's, there's only high school. Too. And then Usman Garuda at six, uh, Brandon Boston at seven, and then a pretty good gap. And then Jalen. What, is it, what is it about Garuda? I mean, I I haven't done my. I think he's a lock. Yet. I think he's a lock to be your fourth best player. And really? if you're so you pick him with the top seven pick. I think he is going to develop into the closest thing we have to an actual Draymond Green, Green clone. That's like a comp that they love to give 6'9 athletic gumpy guys who rebound well. But when you go and you watch Usman Garuda, he is 20 IQ points higher than everybody on the court out there. And that's the difference between Draymond Green and a Draymond Green comp is the intelligence on the basketball court. It's like little stuff, man. He like It's like head fakes. He's like a quarterback. Uh, I really like his game, uh, and I still am a believer that like those 18-year-old guys playing in the FIBA World Championship against the burnouts from the NBA are like a little underrated still. Although we may have we may have maybe crossed that with Killian, we'll find out. Yeah, I mean it's never going to be a hundred percent. So yeah, for sure. it sucks. Um, we'll see. Last last thing, Pistons, I want to talk about. Yeah, we've actually both said this. <laughs> I think on like each of the last two pods. Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley were worth every goddamn dime. Definitely. Every dime. Absolutely. Jeremy Grant's going to be a 22, 23 point per game scorer this year, <laughs> which is crazy. I and mean, a great I, defender. I think he's going to be good. Great defender at three blocks uh, in the first game against the Bucks. Let's see what he's putting up tonight in this blowout. 30 minutes, 23 and 8. Every night. 20 million for three. That's It's only a three year contract, too. That's a totally double contract. Absolutely. Yeah. Year three, pff, hello, assets. Yeah. Bring them in. You guys want to win a title? I got just the guy. The Clippers are choking on fumes, and they need a forward to round out their team. Luke Kennard and two first round picks for. (laughs) That would be awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's so it's so weird. And what's funny is uh, it feels like national media is actually like grading this Pistons team correctly, where they're like, well, they're not winning, but like. They're fun as hell. They're competitive. And they fight their ass off. This team yeah. fights. Now, it's a lot easier to fight in game eight of the season 
than it is sure. when you're 10 and 51 um, or whatever. They're not going to be that bad, I don't think, but whatever it may be. Uh, by the way, Sadiq Bay, like 14 minutes, 12, 5, and 3. Yes. Oh, we didn't really talk too much about Sadiq Bay, but he's Sadiq, just good. He's just good. He's just good. He's I mean, good. like, and, but he's not, like, normally when you say just good about a rookie, it's like, okay, he's going to be Otto Porter Jr. Uh, like, he's going to be good. That. He's going to be good forever. Yeah, but this guy's like already almost as good as Otto Porter Jr. Like, I don't want people to fall into just because Sadiq Bay isn't a world class athlete doesn't mean he doesn't have a super high ceiling because he does. Uh, he's got to get it figured out inside the three-point line on offense, but the defense has been really good, super high effort, cash money from outside. Um, I love him. I just – he might be my favorite player on the team right now. And if you don't start – Yeah, uh, also, when it comes to Big Deke, go ahead and follow uh, Trademark Taz on Twitter. Uh, super funny Twitter. Um and he came up with that nickname. All right, well, that's our talk. NFL season review and playoff preview, along with a little bit of Pistons talk. Uh, we missed you, you know, this past Tuesday, but we got you now. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Go subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Go like us on Spotify. We're also on YouTube if you want to listen there. You know, you guys don't really listen to us there. It kind of hurts my feelings. Um, but for WB Producer Parker and myself, your host, Andrew Norris, this has been Fan to Fan Detroit. If you're listening to us while you're voting, stay in line. They can't make you leave. You're allowed to legally vote.